2: did you have any connection to angelina jolie and brad pitt and mr and mrs smith did you want to fuck both of them
3: sure because who doesn't because i'm a human being and like we're talking about the two like hottest living I'm breathing like, people oh, i was I mean to ask <laughs> you
2: um when you're thirsty do you drink water or <laughs>
3: do you drink water or do you drink mud <laughs>
2: Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast where we ask, whose fault is it that you're gay? Why are you queer? And if you're straight, why are you so obsessed with ours? I'm Eric Williams, and I'm recording this podcast in my parents' house in St. Louis, Missouri, hours away from taking a plane back to New York for my final month and a half there. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to all of the funny comments on the video I posted of my younger brother's fat ass. I do want to let you know that that was an organic moment. Uh, It's happened for years where my brother has complained about his garbage truck of an ass. And I've always been like, Matt, you don't know what you have. Yes, it's confusing. My younger brother's name is Matt. My husband's name is Matt. And in bed, you don't know whose name I'm calling. Actually, not a good joke to tell right now. Because the point I want to make is that inevitably, when a video that I post gets a lot of views, I think everybody experiences this. Inevitably, the beginning comments are like, wow, this is funny. Sure, 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 positivity. But then it takes a turn after a day or two when you start to get, I won't say canceled, but people start to really hone in on what makes them upset about it. And on this video, if you haven't seen it, I'm standing, I'm walking behind my brother and his lovely girlfriend. And I zoom in on his bouncy big ass. And basically, the joke I made is that God gave my straight brother a fat ass and a gorgeous head of hair. Meanwhile, I have chicken legs and an anxiety disorder. All true things. However, the first comments were just like, you know, this is funny. My sibling has this. My sibling has this. And then, of course, many people started saying, oh, my God, you're fucking disgusting. You're sexualizing your brother. At no point. Do I say that his ass is sexy? At no point. Do I say I want to have sex with my blood brother? Never do I do this. Is it against the law to look at the thing that is staring me in the eye, which is two gigantic ass cheeks? No, it's not against the law to do that. And also, by the way, I'm merely stating that I am jealous of the ass my brother has. Okay? like and that's the truth he has for years complained about this like this is very much a true story that he's like oh I'm self conscious i'm like about what your gorgeous dumpster truck ass. It's like that there are other things to complain about. And it brings me to my point that we all have things about us that we don't like. But there will be people that absolutely love it. Like I've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast about having a hairy body growing up and hating it. And when I went to college, I swear to God, it was my sophomore year. I was hooking up with this guy who I thought was so so hot and he was obsessed with my hairy chest and i was like it literally was the first time i i was naked in a room with someone else and thought to myself oh my god i'm not disgusting i literally had that thought i also dated a guy this was like a year before i met matt where he also had a big gorgeous ass and he to, to his credit he was newly out i think which was usually not my mo but he was really self conscious about his ass and he said quote ugh I don't like it it's so big and muscly I was like girl you're gonna get eaten alive in all senses of the word like when you realize how hot you are you're gonna be a monster and I never was around to find out if that came true That's a different story. I mean, honestly, I'll put it on a Patreon exclusive. But speaking of the pod, this week, we've got Greta Titelman, a comedy star, an HBO star. This episode was a joy to record. You know, like the second you start recording, you're just like, damn i love this person and greta i've been a fan of her videos and her comedy for literally years she's good friends with matt rogers who actually has a surprise appearance in this episode but please stick around to listen to her iconic answer for all the famous podcast questions and subscribe to the patreon if you want to get this on a video to see her gorgeous face and her gorgeous dogs who also make a couple of appearances as well that's patreon.com gay ass podcast and if you want to follow Greta her info is linked in the show notes but you've seen her on comedy central you've seen her on hbo los spookies and you're probably a fan of her social media. so give her a follow enjoy this app and please tell someone you like this episode give us five stars and i want to get some more subscribe so click that button my friend to keep on growing this pod enjoy the app with greta titleman My husband's working in the living room, and I'm yes sitting on my bed, and um, I'm just gonna make this my truth. I
3: mean, I'm sitting on my bed too. We're, we're both bed bedtime babies.
2: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the the bed the B B word B U G S
3: bed bugs. We're both bed bugs.
2: Okay, wait. I have to tell you. A of all when i was first when i first lived in new york city i like was told two things one i would get an std within minutes of touching another person and two i would get bed bugs and i lived in fear every hour of every day sure that both would happen and like then going into full anxiety panics and calling my parents at 1 in the morning being like i just had a scratch on my shoulder i'm pretty sure the bed bugs it's like it took me years to get over that. No,
3: the bed bugs fear was very, very, very real. I thankfully never had bed bugs. I did get an STD, but, you sure. know, I, the bed bugs.
2: Who among us?
3: Thank God. I mean, the, I would rather get, give me STD that I can clear right on up with a high dose of doxy or a z-pack any day over bed bugs
2: i mean just not only do you have the physical trauma of getting all your shit into bags and then letting them clean it for three weeks but then you have to like live with the truth like when you ever see a friend and they're like how is it coded being like do you still have them can i can i am i allowed to be within a two mile by the way i'm
3: throwing everything out (laughs) i'm not saving anything like i'm I'm not I, I and it will take me maybe it would take me years to recoup everything that I would get rid of and that's fine but like honey I'm not just wash I'm not boiling the sheets and hoping for the best I mean,
2: but I do love that for you Greta because I fortunately and unfortunately married to someone who has deep connections to physical things mm. and there's no chance in hell that he would allow us to throw out I mean like yeah I'm sure some of my ratty clothes but,
3: also
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then when it comes to stuff
3: like, like he, he's a stuff person
2: yeah and that's actually kind of it's so uh of today's uh, energy because I just did a huge load to the Salvation Army of all places and Greta my first question am I canceled because I went to Salvation Army how do you feel are you mad at me
3: no wait is there something wrong with Salvation Army that I don't know about <laughs>
2: There is. No, there is. Um, They famously uh, had a rule on their website and their their mantra was like, um, people should not be married to someone of the same sex. It was very like of the religious. Oh, my
3: God. What? Yeah.
2: And I think it was like, I mean, it's also like the Chick-fil-A of it all. I think it's like there was... And, of course, Chick-fil-A is a different thing, but there was for a while, like, oh, Salvation Army, you are homophobic. But then they, like, reversed course a bit, but they still are sort of religiously affiliated. And so I did go with a slight guilt, but also I in my, I literally gave myself a monologue and the lift on the way there. I said, you know what, Eric? You are donating so much shit that you would probably otherwise throw away. And these people are doing a free service, which is to let you get rid of your shit and not to pay for it, to getting rid of you it. You
3: know... I had no idea that they had such a homophobic stance.
2: At one point, it, it right now it's unclear cuz like when they have like this Santa's doing the bells at like a grocery store, I yeah, think yeah, for a yeah, minute yeah, it was yeah. like
3: don't give them your money. Go to Right, 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 right. insert
2: something else here.
3: Here's my issue with Salvation Army and why I and why I think it's okay. Okay. They're everywhere. Like they're literally everywhere and I think that I uh, granted, I have no idea if they donate money to you know anti LGBTQIA plus uh, legislation mm-hmm. packs. I don't know if they back certain politicians that are evil. I don't know what they do financially. Unclear. I don't know who operates Salvation Army. I genuinely have know nothing about it. But I would like to think that more people need it. So like by you donating your clothes and your belongings and things that you just, they are ready for a new Mm -hmm. home. And then someone else comes that needs them and you give them something special. Like they find something special that used to belong to you that they now have that they love. To me, I'm like, that's all that matters Right. right now. However if we find out
2: If we find out that they are bad, bad that it's bad, like a
3: Chick-fil-A situation
2: Oh my god there's so mm-hmm. much one packed there Because like I on the way there I was even looking at their website And they say that the things that you give to them They then sell And then of course and like selling it to people In the neighborhood whatever And then the money they get from that Goes to helping people who are in rehab facilities And coming out of you know uh, addiction And I was like you know what That really does feel good to me And I love to think about this like old cheese grater going to someone who really needed a cheese grater and then that money helping someone go to a gorgeous therapy moment and and i do think that like as i've read a lot nothing that we are paying for like buying is all like clear clear conscious you know what i'm saying like everyone's bad everything is bad everything like and of course that doesn't mean we should all just be reckless but chick-fil-a i will not sit on this podcast and be like listen the chicken sandwiches are good and i'm gonna go every day but have i been to a -A?" (laughs) chick-fil-a Greta? yeah
3: absolutely you have you've gotten the wall atlanta georgia yeah
2: yes i mean also nyu I don't know if they actually still do, but one,
3: famously had one, had
2: one in one of the food court things. And I was like, and honestly, I, I'm from the Midwest where I, and that's not true. I guess they do have them there, but I just never went growing up. And then at NYU, they were like, there's one Chick-fil-A in all of New York city. And it's right in this.
3: I know. And it's right. At, that was like, I grew up in DC and there was like one Chick-fil-A at the time on American university's mm-hmm. campus, which was like very close to my high school. And it was kind of the same thing where it was like, there's one Chick-fil-A in all of the land and you have to go to American University's campus to go and get it. But you know I don't know I do think that with any big corporation you dig mm-hmm. deep enough and you're going to find something that is awful that you don't want to see Yeah, and the,
2: and the thing about Chick-fil-A I think is that they were so blatant with it that it was very clear that I, we should not support it but then they reversed and said they actually don't do it at all but then it came out that they still were and then they came out again saying that they don't and then it just like it's this like really
3: we deep. can officially say that Chick-fil-A is absolutely 100% problematic yes. and we 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 can say that with 100% certainty, with 100% peace of mind, that we know that what we're saying is accurate. Mm -hmm. Salvation Army, I think we need to do more. I would love to do some more digging and research on that. But the thing that bums me out about Salvation Army is like – what are the other options in rural pockets of the country? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, mean, I guess goodwills, I guess goodwills are well, other the, options. The, the
2: really controversial part of all this is that, okay, you have your Salvation Armies, you have your goodwills, but then when, if you, if you don't have the option or don't want to do that and you want to sell something, there are becoming more options to sell your belongings, which I fully uh, love the hustle of that. And like, p- what's it called when you're buying things that are not like new at a store? It's like, I don't know if it's secondhand. like Secondhand Sure sure Like secondhand Like shopping is very Uh environmentally friendly And so I went to Buffalo exchange To sell a bunch of shit And I put on my Instagram Like mm-hmm. well, how much money Do you think I'm gonna get And some people said like Two cents You're gonna owe them money And, and I truly brought Like 35 items I ended up making 60 bucks Greta
3: Wow uh, Which is
2: kind of devastating To be like I brought 30 items of clothing I brought probably... 30
3: items That I at least bought On average For 20 dollars a
2: piece At least. and then i walked away with like an average of two dollars per but listen I mean, it was 60 bucks i didn't have and did we blow say, it yes
3: well since you're moving to la now actually i think i have some in new york too but i donate all of my pre-loved items to out of the closet
2: <gasps> i love i've been there oh my gosh that's such a good idea
3: yeah and you know that out of the closet we know is pro LGBTQ.
2: Wait, can you imagine Bro. if it came out that they were like completely bigoted? But like, and I don't know how, like,
3: the owner trying- of Out of the Closet actually owns a whole entire chain of Chick fil A's.
2: He's like, what? I love the nuggets. I mean, <laughs> that would be devastating. But listen, like, perfect. I'm sure like, at one point it will come up that Lisa Vanderpump. Like, you know, I mean, probably not. But she's very hyper aware. But I'm sure. We're just going
3: to try our best. I think it just gives everyone the freedom to try their best. Like, you're never going to be perfect. You can only try your best. You can only like, you know, educate yourself and like try and not support Fully corrupt businesses. But now everything's getting harder and harder because we're stepping into these huge, like global enterprises that just are taking over the entire market, like Amazon
2: right well speaking of kind of the global enterprise i was watching some of your well first of all i was like pouring over your stuff like so gleefully just like your episode of your podcast with john early is so fucking oh, good if anyone here did you. not, list, not listen to the worst go back to listen to all the episodes they're so good but there's one of your jokes in one of your shows that's on online that you talk about how when you smoke weed because that's only la's culture is marijuana oh, yeah. is that you become the worst version of yourself and mm-hmm. i swear like i spent a few months in la few years ago and it's like really what made me want to move there was mostly just like the energy of the city and my friends and but also like the weed culture there i it i fell in love with weed and i just like i was thinking about what you what you say in your comedy because i think matt might argue that I'm not a a bad version of myself, but I am a little gigglier and a little dumber. I lose some Mm. common sense when I'm high. And I'm not proud of that, but it is the truth.
3: Here's my thing with weed. It used to be my friend Mm -hmm. when I was, oh, oh, Matt Rogers comedy comedy hero trying to FaceTime me right now.
2: I mean, you, if you want to pick
3: it up you can,
2: but it's No, tru- I
3: can't. I can't get out of I can't end it. I, it's not <laughs> my computer's not letting me end it. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Okay, now we're back. A cameo um,
2: from Matt Rogers. A cameo
3: from Matt Rogers, can you believe? Um, speaking of Matt Rogers who loves marijuana, mm-hmm. like I in high school I loved weed. I loved it. But then it started making me probably like my senior year or my junior year of high school, senior year of high school, it started making me really paranoid. Oh, no. And then it started making me act like the devil. <laughs> my friend, like we would be at my house and like my friends would be like having a sleepover and I would make my one friend like – sleep at the foot of my bed like i would become i would like black out i would like get into a blackout high state and then become like a fucking demon so that freaked me out obviously because when you I was, say like,
2: demon was it a demon of paranoia or would you become like would your would you like you your behavior become reckless and you become like a monster bitch or something
3: I think that what would happen was I would get so paranoid and then I would fall to sleep and then I would wake up from my paranoid slumber to my friends being in my room and I would be like, what are you doing? I do remember one time waking up, my poor friend Priscilla, I was like, shut the blind. And she was like, (laughs) okay. And then I like made her sleep on the foot of my bed. I don't know, like... It was so evil. But and see, I, the
2: paranoia is very relatable because like I swear to God, I, I smoked a little and took a shower, which is one of my favorite things to do. And I was out of the shower, really just like fully lost in my thoughts in a yeah. beautiful way. But then yeah. I swear to God, I heard someone pounding on our door. And you know when oh, someone absolutely. knocks on your door and it's like, you know, din, din, knock, 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 knock. Uh, you're like, my yeah. god there's someone here. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, and then you, and then when you hear like a, Douche, douche, douche. Yes. You're like, I'm about to die. Yeah. I swear yes. to God, there was a douche 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 And I ran out of the bathroom. I poked my head in the kitchen to Matt and I was like, Matt, do you hear Absolutely. someone's here? And he goes, he goes, No, what are you talking about? I was like, there was a really loud banging on our door. He goes, I was trying to get the parmesan out of the cup.
3: No, I mean, that's real. That happens where you're just like convinced that someone is (laughs) coming to attack you and like someone's coming to murder you. I used to have this thing happen where when I would smoke and I would be like in the car, not driving, not operating the vehicle, but I would like be in my friend's car or we'd be like walking down the street and I would see like a lamp post or like the corner of a dumpster or something like that. And I would be convinced it was like a man coming oh, to attack yeah. me.
2: Yeah. That's not that's the part of it I do not enjoy, but I say that the probably the only difference is that I you sound like you were so cool and like hip in high school and I wasn't like not I wasn't like a total Non-social person, but I did not like we To me, was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? I won't touch this stuff." And then I got when you were in high school, in high school. Then I got to college, and I was like, "I'm reinventing myself. I live in New York City. Pass it over." And then it, but then honestly, I, I like. Alcohol, I just can't. Alcohol makes me feel like trash, and the weed has been like getting me by. Is how I've. It's been. so
3: weird that alcohol makes you feel like trash. Alcohol makes me feel amazing.
2: But what about you? For me, it's <laughs> I'm like joking. Some, by
3: the way, oh. <laughs> I, uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but see, I believe I, you're
2: a magical human that probably is just like thriving on booze, and then
3: absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, I love alcohol. I love drinking i love i am not the girl like you know some girls are like i don't know since i've gotten in my 30s like two drinks that's enough for me like no i'm not at that phase yet like i don't know <laughs> like maybe i'll get there one day but i'm still very much like i love splitting a bottle of wine with one person at Lo- dinner. Wait, wait, you credit. know you go, to,
2: you go to a wedding it's an open bar what's the first drink you order
3: depends on my mood it's either a vodka soda because i just have learned i see i'm a professional drinker is yes. what it is and not to sound there, that is a fine line between alcoholism i grew up with an alcoholic mother i'm very well versed in alcoholism and alcoholics so i don't want people to think that when i say that i'm a professional drinker i am masking a addiction to alcohol right. I just know that if I don't want to feel like extreme shit, it has to be clear. It has to be clear. Okay. Because if it's clear, I'm in the clear. So wait, that rhymes. Needs, that
2: rhymes, Greta. I if mean, if it's
3: clear, I'm in the clear.
2: <laughs> I think because I, I, I love a whiskey ginger, probably because there's sugar in whis- in ginger ale, and I just like have an addiction to sugar. But maybe that's my issue.
3: That will kill you. Fuck. Yeah. No, you can have one of those, maybe. <laughs> One maybe, but the problem with whiskey ginger. You could say to me, "Well, Greta, it's clear." Nay, it's tan. It is caramel. It is not clear.
2: Wait, I want you so, to give a third word for for tan and caramel. What's the What's the third color with the same
3: idea? Bronzed. Thank you. <laughs> but here's the thing. Then I have a reverse argument to that. Like mezcal, actually, mezcal is usually clear. But like a reposado or an añejo tequila. Now that's caramel, bronze, tan. Those things are delicious. And if you're consuming them on the rocks, you'll probably be fine as well. I just think we get into tricky territory when we're dealing with heavier booze. Like for me... oh,
2: Wait, are those lighter though? Is that why you don't feel bad after...
3: No, I don't know if they're lighter. This is just me and like my dumb justification for how I uh, say like what I'm doing is like remotely healthy.
2: I mean, listen, the great entitlement rules to alcohol. I I try. I just, sound like- I
3: do think that if I'm at a wedding and I'm going to an open bar, I really want to get turned mm-hmm. up. I'll drink tequila. <laughs>
2: And I think I started with bad tequila when I first did tequila and that we screwed me did. forever. I mean, we, we all, all did. did, but I think, cause I've heard that when you have better tequila, it actually, you're, you're good to go better tequila feeling,
3: <laughs> feeling
2: pretty okay. Feeling yeah.
3: good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think I definitely know that like after Two drinks, I'm tipsy. Three drinks, I'm drunk. Four drinks, I need to stop after that. If I'm doing five plus, no, I will, no matter what I drink, no matter what I do, I will feel like absolute shit.
0: Yeah. Four I, I, is
3: my limit. Like, four is truly my see, limit. I cannot four, have more than four drinks.
2: For me, if I have four, I will be fingering myself on a dance floor. I don't, I take that back, but I will but be like, but that sounds oh. like
3: fun. <laughs> I yeah. was just like
2: I had four at my sister in law's wedding, and I don't remember like how, like you I blacked really, out. I, I browned out, and I, you and browned I'm, like, out. I'm such a lightweight when it comes to alcohol that I and I always have been that I like if I have four drinks, it's you know, lookout world. Here she comes. Here she
3: comes, stomping the yard, ready to boss everyone around.
2: Boots down. Yeah. See,
3: I love that, but. I actually, like, nothing... Talk about anxiety, anxiety anxiety-provoking, anxiety-inducing. I really had to um, figure out how I was going to responsibly drink because Mm. I, for many years in my 20s, would get so drunk. And then browning out gives me such anxiety. Like, not being able to remember patches of my night, not being able to know what I... What did, I, what did I say? Was I an idiot? Like, which is just not worth it. Like no, no substance is worth like the next day waking up and spiraling, being like, oh my God, was I awful? What did I say? Was well, I Think
2: about the science behind that too of like what part of the your physical reaction is that your brain being like, let's forget about that. Heart. and then when you think when you watch it on reality tv now and, you've, and you and people are like well what happened last night well, wait, i said that was it bad it's like oh i understand when it's good tv but when it's happening to you personally i i think i watched so many episodes of shows where people were blacking out that i'm like just convinced it's going to happen to me and so if i'm bl- if i'm browning out and blacking out i'm just convinced i did the worst possible thing
3: of course i mean We all are. And I think we're also in a – we are in a generation where we're so, like, hyper aware of what we do, how we're perceived, Mm -hmm. like, the internet, like, just, like, everything. It's all just a giant hall of mirrors that we're living in. Yes. So I think that there's so much anxiety where, like – The innocent idea of, like, cutting loose, for example, and just, like, blowing off steam, having fun with your girls. Like, that can literally only happen for me (laughs) if I'm with my, like, super, 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 super closest friends. And I can't even be with all of them. I can maybe be with, like, two of them. Right. And I need to be, like, either in another country or in a place in the United States that we do not live where I know no one.
2: Don't you and love then, being in a different country and just like rules do not apply? I mean, yeah. I it's not like I've had that experience a ton of my life, but I that's like one of my biggest dreams and wishes is to be like smoking a cigarette in Paris.
3: Absolutely. And like, Hello. When you're honey, when you're in Europe, the cigarettes don't count. And that's <laughs> the thing. Cigarettes don't count, carbs don't count, butter doesn't count. None of it counts.
2: And then when you go back to your regular life, it's like, oh, I I never did that because I was in Paris. Memory is swiped.
3: I just think that, like, I really just want to enjoy my life. And I think that because of my anxiety and, like, OCD and depression, I've wasted too much time at this point finding ways to not enjoy my life that now i'm just trying to just enjoy my life
2: <laughs> i agree the pockets of joy is what is like the way to go but i also i do want to bring up because I'm, I'm thinking about all the the videos of yours i was watching do you remember that i ran into you i met you irl like it was like I don't know, five or six years ago with Esther Steinberg. we had a, It was a coffee shop at like the Lower East Side. Yes, yes. And I remember that you were on your way. you guys way. were
3: working there together.
2: We, yeah, we were... What were we doing, actually? We were... I don't know if... We were were at, you, like, at,
3: writing a sketch or something like that?
2: Probably. We... Probably. We did a lot of sketches and, like, we did some branded stuff and that might have been... Oh, and we were having a meeting maybe with someone from Man Repeller at the time, which I think they... Didn't they close down or the, the leader got canceled? Uh, Anyways... Yeah we were we ran into you and you were on your way to um talk to Siggy from New Jersey housewives at the time
3: Oh my god yes
0: And yes, i was I like did. are you f-
2: fucking kidding me like this yes. girl is yes. it the moment and and so then when i was when i was um kind of going down memory lane i was watching your bravo series personal space that was yes. online and first of all your moderating is so good but also oh, like the episode that i was watching was about uh dating it was nico tortorella was on it yes. and um it was so interesting because it was i think like 2017 which feels yes. like a different generation when it really wasn't that much f- long ago but they, i they think were, it
3: was 2016 or 2017. I like believe that. it. Cause
2: you, you were ta- it was talking about like how often should couples have sex and, and, and then Nico was talking about uh, polyamory. Like, yeah. And Nico also looked like, I mean, was like, they had like bleach blonde hair and was like, yeah. it was a very interesting blast from the They're past. They're
3: such a sweet person.
2: Seemed so sweet. And They're also so
3: sweet and so stunning.
2: Stunning. But also stunning. I think the, um the, Comparison to Nico and the matchmaking expert that yeah, was there. Like, yeah, just yeah. to get context for people listening, this episode was talking about polyamory and dating and how much often you should have sex. And this matchmaking expert was like clearly a very, um, traditional in terms of dating and when the subject of paul of of sleeping with other people uh came up that matchmaking expert was like oh my god that is just the antithesis to what women across the country want is someone to yeah. to have an emotional connection to anyone other than their primary partner and nico clearly was like let me talk but it was just i i'm so interested in even in the four or five years since that episode went live like i really feel like there's been a change of how people feel about it in general because it's we're already coming a long way in terms of what is like traditionally accepted as the only way to live which is clearly much more broad than we initially were taught
3: i really feel like nico i really feel like they were one of the first people to openly be talking about polyamory in a real way and them and their partner they were kind of the first people that were very open and proud and front facing about their relationship and i do think that we've come farther than we were yeah. i still think that polyamory for a lot of people is a tough pill to swallow i still especially think that especially
2: for straight people that don't have a lot of friends that have any connection to it like right. I have to tell you that I have many a queer friend, many a straight friend, and I sometimes forget how sometimes the worlds are further apart than I realize. Example being, I was with some friends very recently talking about Twitter, and one of my friends did not realize there was porn on Twitter. To which I said, pardon? You don't? scroll i mean like i then i reveal to this friend that not only is there porn on twitter but i have an account that is just separate from my personal account that's just to follow those because i don't want on my personal account to follow all these things and i'm not personally posting anything on that it's really just for following but many people do post their own personal videos onto these things, and there's like a lot of like I, I was going through, I was looking at this Twitter universe, and it was revealed to me that someone I know, I was following them for a long time, not realizing it was the person I know that I was watching having sex on Twitter. Mm. That's a whole other thing that's a lot to unpack there. But when I told my friends that I even just have another Twitter where t- look at the that I can see the porn on Twitter, it was like, wait a minute, and then people are actually having sex on. I was like, I. have I thought everyone knew this, but they don't.
3: I mean, that seems weird. I feel like everyone knows <laughs> that there's porn on Twitter. I don't think right? so. Do they not use Twitter? Um, uh... Because they could be not be Twitter users. Like, if you have fumbled around on this... Twitter for, like, two <laughs> days, you've found porn on Twitter.
2: But this is why, and they very much listen to this podcast, and this is why they, it was surprising to me, because they are, well, one of them really is and on Twitter. And they're straight,
3: is what you're saying to me.
2: Yes, both, both straight. And both, but, like, but see, but see, also, I think... They are probably a bit of an exception to like the New York rule of it all. Like, I bet you if you were to go to my brother's in the Midwest and be like, did you know there's porn on Twitter? They'd be like, no. Really? But wait a minute. Are you? Wait, I need to find this out if they would say yes.
3: Where in the Midwest is your brother?
2: St. Louis, Missouri. I'm going to text one right now.
3: Okay. They know that there's porn on Twitter in St. Louis.
2: I'm going to text them all right now.
3: They have to know that there's porn on Twitter. (laughs) that's crazy there's like so much porn on twitter there's so much porn on twitter there's so much porn on snapchat
2: oh yeah wait but how do I ask in a non-leading way um do you say
3: hey do you guys have you guys ever used twitter for porn did you know this was a thing
2: okay did you know okay I can't wait to find out
3: yeah I'm so curious
2: (laughs) I mean, this is actually really interesting.
3: I guess, like, I was also... I was a very, very, very horny child. So I also think it's, like, personality type. I think Mm -hmm. that some people, like... I have found a million ways to either... Between 1998 or 7 and now, I have found... Multiple avenues to intake porn. The second I was eight years old and I saw Jerry Maguire and I saw him having sex with May She Rest Kelly Preston, Mm. I was just infatuated with sex and what was sex and what was this thing. So between now and then, or right, then and now, I guess, I have figured out a million and one ways to watch porn. I have a catalog of movies in my head that are slightly pornographic that people can watch. You know, so it's like, maybe only horny people. I was
2: just gonna say that I think we're both famously horny and I think that maybe we're, and that's why this, like, question is, like, so outlandish because I think that i have always been very honest about like my attraction to every living person on this earth and loving you know seeing things on things and things and i think that you know time will tell when my brothers text me back if they i'm just you know i'm curious to find it out because you know what i while we were talking before we were officially recording i we were talking about of course just like the pod and and i want to say this fully on the record that one of the reasons why i'm so happy you're here is because you do have such this gigantic queer fan base and i've been a fan for so long that like whenever i have people that are like you know in straight relationships or married but or but i they have such a queer sensibility and you Greta titelman are just like i feel so seen even like the first time i met you those years ago it was like this bitch gets it and so but that being said we were talking about like your experiences of like yes. you know be, you know being in the lady pond and and mm-hmm. and your connection to the queerness of it all and i and i'm curious like when you were growing up was there a moment when you were like yeah i would sleep with a girl like was it, do you remember like big moments for you
3: i i think that i always thought everyone like everyone was attractive yes. i think that i like remember seeing certain people like okay obviously i grew up with mary kate nashley olsen and like for a very long time i really fed into the well these are the hottest like same age kind of girls as Uh me and when they became teens i was like in love with them i was I, i don't know like teen infatuations like that obviously i thought that like Mandy Moore was so hot. Britney yes. Spears, of course, stunning. Of course, all of Destiny's Child, I thought, was stunning. 3LW, I thought, was, like, unbelievable. I was, you like, very... You do you don't, don't. You will Oh, you won't, won't. No, no more. more. Yeah, no I think more. I just... I, I thought all of those, like, Shakira, obviously J-Lo. I was just very um enamored by... Pop star women, as most people were, or like this is
2: so. You're so transporting me. Can I ask you? I want you to. I'm thinking of one Mandy Moore song right now, and it's a one word song. And I'm gonna count to three, and we're gonna say the title at the same time. One, one, two, two, three. three, Candy. Candy.
3: Candy. Okay. (laughs) The only it's the only one word Mandy Moore song that exists. I think. Um, Oh wow. But wait, you know who I loved? Do you remember the show Skeeter?
2: Of course. Oh, yeah. Um,
3: you know who I loved and sh- I recently saw her in something is oh, Megan yeah. Good. Yes. I, I thought, and she still is stunning. And but isn't Megan, she, she's
2: working a lot lately, right?
3: I She was just in a movie with yeah. Michael Ealy mm-hmm. and, um, and what's his face? Uh, Dennis Quaid. Sure, sure. That was called The Intruder that was famously very bad. But (laughs) I love to see my girl, Megan Good working. Anyway, so I just think that I always was just attracted to everyone. Obviously, then when Angelina Jolie was Tomb Raider, that was like a whole other thing. And that, I think, was probably my most... To me, that was the first time I ever was like, oh, women can also be these like flirty... Girls, they can also be these like vixens. Same thing with like Poison Ivy when Uma Thurman was. Oh my
2: god, Kill! What about Kill Bill? Uma Thurman.
3: Yeah, I mean Uma Thurman Kill Bill was unreal.
2: Oh, and also Poison Ivy. I think I think that. I'm not just buttering your biscuit here. You're really opening up my eyes to people being attracted to women and like growing up of how that must have felt with cuz I always with these women you're talking about it was only purely a cultural fan base like Mandy Moore singing Candy. I was like god like oh oh yeah yeah yeah. I was like I love just like I want her energy. I have zero attraction, but I just I felt so pulled to them. But I'm I'm like seeing how young boys girls any person w- that are attracted to women would, of course, be like, that would be such deliciousness. Whereas, like, when you said Skeeter, first I was like, yeah, Skeeter. And then, of course, Megan Good. I was like, oh, I mean, like, if, if I were into women, of course, Megan Good. But yeah, I Megan think Good. that, like, I it, the Mary Kay and Ashley thing is really, I find, so interesting. Because I'm sure so many people growing up were just, like, fully in love.
3: I don't know. Like, I, I think there's a, fi- a fine line. Like, I wasn't wanting to... Have Bang. sex with yeah. Mary-Kate Nashley. But I think that was the first time that I, like, consciously in my, like, early, like, 10 to 13 mm-hmm. age was like, oh, like, these girls that are in a similar age demographic as me, like, I'm attracted to in a certain kind of way. Same thing with, like, yeah. Lindsay Lohan very much so fell in mm-hmm. that. I don't know. I think the first time, though, that I really was like, oh, I want to have sex with a woman was honestly probably Michelle Rodriguez in the Fast and Furious movies.
2: Oh, wow. Throw back. She is hot.
3: And in Blue Crush.
2: I was that was the first thought that came when you said her name, I was I thought of Blue Crush.
3: Yeah, I mean she just has always like done it for me. I'm a huge Michelle Rodriguez fan. I think
2: Aren't the ba- the bathing suit she wears in Blue Cross are, like, real good?
3: Yeah. She's just like, I don't know. That was the first time that I was like, whoa. And then, of course, we can go down the road of, like, iconic female action stars. that I, have, I,
2: I'm, I'm noticing a trend here. Tomb Raider, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is very much that energy.
3: Yeah. And then, you know... And then we can talk about the L word. Then we can get really into that, which is something that I started watching in high school. Did and you obvious... have any
2: connection to um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Did you want to fuck both of them?
3: Sure. Because who doesn't? Because I'm a human being. And like we're talking <laughs> oh about God. the two like hottest living, I'm breathing like, people. Oh, I would I mean to ask <laughs> you,
2: um, when you're thirsty, do you drink water or?
3: Do <laughs> you drink water or do you drink mud? Yeah, because um, I always I always want to ask
2: people. Because my <laughs> dad sounds good. Um, you're right. That was probably the,
3: the no, I question mean, to answer. I think that, like, the hottest... And I love Angelina when she's fucking crazy. Mm. So, like, I loved her in Girl Interrupted. Yes. Yeah, I, I love loved that. her in Tomb Raider, obviously. I loved her in... Um, what was that movie where she's like with the the bullet and it goes in a circle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Angelina Jolie,
2: bullet in a circle?
3: Yeah, hold on. I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, Angelina is just like, she's not from Earth. No. She's extraterrestrial in her um, gorgeousness. So... I think anyone that kind of like walks toes the line of being not human.
2: Yes, but also to bring it back to your episode with John Early, I was listening to you talk about uh, John had recently watched The Matrix and was obsessed with that. And the the woman that plays Trinity in The Matrix, I find that she, I was attracted Unreal. to her and just like she just like first of all the leather suit, but also just Unreal. like her power. God, that that to me felt otherworldly too.
3: Yes, of course. Okay, wait this movie that i am thinking of was it wanted yeah i think it was wanted with james mcavoy and morgan freeman she was so hot and wanted
2: what about speaking of like i'm a question i'm curious if you've watched this a new thing uh, speaking of powerful women is nicole kidman is i feel like you know cashing so many checks right now and she has the show on hulu nine nine strangers Nine
3: perfect strangers nine
2: perfect strangers have you been watching it I most certainly have. Oh, my God. I This is amazing. Okay, so I'm only uh, two, maybe two to three episodes in. And Mm -hmm. for anyone listening who hasn't watched it yet, it's basically... My friend told me about it. Lindy is such a... She has great taste. And she was talking about that not only is it Nicole Kidman, but then Regina Hall, um, Melissa McCarthy, Michael Shannon, um, Bobby Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale. And then when she told me all these names, I was like, I have no choice but to watch this. And so... While I while I do understand some people's critics of the show, because it's kind of born out of the White Lotus universe of like we're in a very wealthy retreat, there's a lot of mystery around us. Some parts of it I feel like are, can be a little hokey, but I'm fully in there, Greta. I, what what is how are you feeling on the journey thus far? <laughs>
3: I'm feeling like I'm definitely watching it. I'm feeling like it's absolutely a David E. Kelly, Nicole Kibben starring vehicle. I'm feeling like the wig is bad. (laughs) I'm feeling like it's a lot of half-baked characters is what I'm feeling, but I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm feeling like Bobby Cannavale can absolutely destroy me. He can... Well, if he
2: wants to meet me... In a hotel, I'm on all all fours. I will, like, you can denigrate me. You You can can be disgusting. You
3: can call me no matter matter where you are. are,
2: No matter if I'm on my back or knees.
3: Exactly. And Regina, I think, deserves every award. First of all, let's talk about Regina. She deserves... Oh, an award the entire cast does first all the scary movies because those are some of the best movies ever made. Greta, so, I think
2: those movies are partially what made me into the gay horny person like uh, Regina and Anna Ferris in the scary movie all I just can quote every line from at least the first 3. Um Yeah. What's one of you, when you think about the scary movies, what are what's one of like the scenes that stands out for you as to like one of Regina Hall's crowning moments?
3: Well, obviously when she's in the football outfit with okay is that with Marlon Wayne's which Wayne's brother is that
2: I'm not exactly sure which Wayne's brother it is Hold but on, he, he's so, he, his character is so funny because he's always like I mean I'm sure if I watch it today it's like is it coded in homophobia who cares though? because he's like clearly like up either by or... I'm,
3: I'm sure it's coded in homophobia as... but it's also like
2: he's really hot and he's tucking his dick and he like he has a gorgeous body <laughs> he puts it he wears a dress at he fucks a clown under a bed. I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed watching these images, and I. It's
3: Sean Wayne. Sean Sean is the one. Marlon plays Shorty. Sean plays Ray.
2: Can do you do you want to do brenda's lines, or do you want me to do the lines?
3: Well, I mean, just too dirty is so all she that goes, I. And she's like,
2: mm, I'm gonna make this mine He's like, ooh, it's all mm-hmm. yours, baby. She's like, ooh, yeah, you like that? He's like, yeah, baby. She goes, mm, I'm gonna pee in your face. I'm gonna fart in your mouth. I'm gonna shit on these walls, Ray. Beat, 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 beat.
3: Too dirty? Yeah. I'm going to shit all over these walls, Ray. Is actually like one of the greatest line reads of all time. And we would also
2: quote um, Regina Hall in the movie theater. Um, Yeah, I got you on camera. You're on candy camera. And and she's she's watching Shakespeare in love.
3: Truly. Uh, she's amazing, amazing. And, and Anna Faris is amazing too. Both Truly. comedy legends that I don't think ever fully got the applause they deserve, and I, I hope agree. that Regina gets it now because Regina is, I think, actually. I hope getting more opportunities to play these more compelling characters yes. like I think that she's getting to do in Nine Perfect Strangers and I think that she to me is actually the most interesting character i agree um, the nine of them
2: because her facade is what she's very like i'm just a people pleaser kind of sweet and then of course comes out this more like vengeful angry person and yeah. also i think you will sometimes hear brenda come out in her character and nine perfect strangers from scary movie and i like i went like she'll sometimes do like a laugh and like more of a higher voice i'm like she is so fucking funny and uh, there's a I reason also- why
3: I think oh my god I always forget the Carmen Electra is in those movies too
2: I would do when I was a young very closeted gay boy at like 12 years old I would do the Carmen Electra run through the sprinklers when she's running away from the killer and all of a sudden the music plays and she her hair is all wet she's wearing a white bra and panties and it goes like da 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 and then slow motion she whips her hair around the water flies and then she puts her hands from her stomach up to her gigantic gorgeous boobs and I would do that while I was like at a pool party with friends like Eric do the Carmen Electra electra thing and i'd be like no
3: like... totally now you're getting into like a whole other ilk of women that for me was also a sexual awakening karma oh, yeah. electra brooke burke Ma, uh shannon elizabeth
2: ginger spice um, from the spice ginger Girls. spice
3: scary spice it was all about mel b for me sure scary spice was my girl still is love mel b but um yeah then that was like a whole different thing like Pam Anderson, young <laughs> Pam Anderson, home improvement, tool time, Pam Anderson. Yeah, and like, the sex tape. Yeah, you know.
2: So wait, this is a really good deep dive into into the moments that shaped us because I, I there's a segment on this podcast I want to get to before we have to end this gorgeous conversation, which is a very famous question we ask is, Greta Titleman, if the world was ending, and you could only save one character actress, who would it be?
3: I thought about this. Because I knew that this question was coming, and I feel like what this is hard.
2: And the, we, I always say, say that this is a ca- safe space. Safe space. When
3: you say character actress,
2: <laughs> it's always the question. Whoever you're thinking of, yes. <laughs> and honestly, because some people will say, "Who are we?" oh, this conversation has come up that like Rose Byrne, for example, you look at Rose Byrne and she is not only gorgeous, but looks like an ingenue or someone that would not be, but she has played many roles that you could consider to be a character actress role. And for that reason, if you say Rose Byrne, I'm going to say yes. If you say, of course, anyone, I, I honestly think that if it's a woman that brings to life characters that you feel seen even if they're very different from you she's a character actress hon huh? that's how i feel
3: for me i i it's very very topical very hot right now i was going to say jennifer coolidge
2: oh yeah i mean i almost use her as an example and i think that she's a per. so wait can you so for the topicalness of it now is it because of the white lotus
3: yes because i think that thank god another person that Needs to be getting all of the applause, all the accolades, Miss Coolidge. Thank you. A
2: genius. A genius. And I hope that we continue to like the IV drip that is giving us, Jennifer Coolidge. We're getting a pretty solid drip 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 i hope they fucking pump that shit into our veins as the years move forward because i also think jennifer's getting her due i think molly shannon is having an amazing Mm -hmm. moment right now i mean i know matt worked on the other two and like we just started watching the second season and it's just like someone said on twitter which i fully agree with that like no show has captured the experience of a gay person like the other two has and i like I think Molly Shannon in that is of a similar, like, has had so many big moments in her story. But, like, right now, she she has such a chance to shine. And we are so lucky to be witnessing it live.
3: Yeah, I think that there are a bunch of women that I can think of, like, in this world. I think that Niecy Nash is another person who I... You know, I loved Reno 911 and I just like I've loved her forever. And I think she's another person that I just makes me laugh so much. I also think anyone in the Christopher Guest universe, like Jane Jane Lynch, Parker Posey, Jennifer Coolidge, Catherine O'Hara, all of them icons
2: i mean jennifer coolidge in the uh in, Best in show you know like we um we we both like soup we yeah could just we could hours.
3: talk or not talk for hours yeah, yeah still
2: have something nothing that's something to talk, talk about
0: yeah.
2: yeah i i just and also like the christopher Guest movies are such i mean uh, parker posey teacher teacher i love you whoa and then um Oh, when you said Reno 911, I think one of my favorite clips, I didn't even realize it was from the show when I was younger, is there's a... Cop can't a camera from a cop car that is recording a sobriety test. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> and it turns into a full
3: five six. Oh, he's yeah. like, can you
2: walk across the line? Can you give yeah. me a pot of yeah. beret?
3: Yeah. And then
2: and then he's doing and he's like this like broy c- cowboy that's like, wait, I thought on this part we could maybe do like a hitch yeah. kick into a layout. It's like so fucking funny. It's so funny. You are. I really I I I try to I hope you know this is genuine. That, like, every reference you are bringing up is so fucking on the ball. And I, oh, God, I feel so lucky good. you were here. Um, but since we are getting towards the end, I want to ask a really important question that is also famous in this podcast, which is Greta Titleman, What's the best Whoopi Goldberg film?
3: I feel that I am just going to be repetitive, as I'm sure everyone has said, when they bring up Sister Act Two.
2: If you see, actually, what I'm noticing, Greta, is that a lot of people are feeling the anxiety of like, what do I say? And then they will say, I'm sure, like, of course, yeah, well, there's Sister Act. And then they'll be like, oh, no, but then I say ghost. Or they'll say I say color purple. Or there's a debate between Sister Act 1 and 2. And I want you to know that... I find the correct answer like in my bones to be Sister Act 2 through and through. I find that nothing is better. It is everything and everyone to me. But other people have have, um, said otherwise. But Greta, I agree.
3: I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say Sister Act 2. It's just like I'm not going to try and be contrarian here and say that it's not the best Whoopi Goldberg movie of all time. Is she stunning in Ghost and in... Color purple, and in this other movie that I'm blanking on that I now have to pull up, Um, yeah, of course. But like, it's about it is sister act two, and that's just what it is.
2: Well, an incredible answer, an incredible guess. I want to give you a dramatic reveal of I did hear back from my brothers. Um, about
3: oh Twitter my porn. god! Oh, I will say I loved the telephone. Have you ever seen The Telephone? Hey,
2: Oh, my God. Am I finding out another one? I'm literally yeah. goofing in this very second.
3: Watch The Telephone. And, oh, my God. I didn't even know Whoopi was in House Party 2. Okay. Now the film I'm-
2: stars. Whoopi is an out-of-work actress. What? Doing that's what the telephone is she is doing starts doing oh oh, oh, yes 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 yes. who creates a chain of events the entire film is set in the main character's apartment yeah and features wow okay a few actors other than goldberg Elliot gould wow greta this was this is okay it was released in 1988 yeah you gotta
3: watch it oh my god and also remember Whoopi and rat race
2: oh of course of course Rat races. God, that's a blast.
3: Crazy movie. And then of course of course I land back at Sister Act too, though. So
2: full circle. I that's will just follow. Him. Um Which okay one's... now
3: tell me what your brothers say before we have to go.
2: Greta, they said no. They didn't know that. <laughs> I just looks I looks like want...
3: they're not uh horny. <laughs> Looks like they're simply just not horny. <laughs> I'm
2: like, you should just the say the looks like
3: my brothers aren't horny.
2: Starring Greta Titleman.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but listen, I I I just want to normalize anyone listening that didn't know about Twitter porn, it is out there. And there are it's also people there. who also don't know about it. And if you need help finding it, I'm happy to do some of the search for you, especially if it's gay. If it's straight, I'll help you find that too. Um it will take a little more leg work but I will help. Well, listen, <laughs> Greta Tidelman thank you for being on that's a podcast. I cannot thanks wait to reunite with you in LA me. and honestly, yes. you oh are my god,
3: please s- let me know when you're here.
2: Oh, I definitely will and truly please I do. so so uh, appreciate you. Ugh,
3: thanks for having me.
2: A joy, a treat, a gosh darn thrill Greta Teileman, ladies and gentlemen I'm so grateful to Greta for being on That's a Gay Ass Podcast And as always, so grateful you're here to listen If you don't follow along on our Instagram yet It is at Podcast. And while you're there, click on over to my page At Eric Wills and then don't stop till you drop. Go to TikTok at Eric Wills TT. And uh, I'm going to be posting more funny things there. And maybe also about my brother's ass. Um, and maybe also about Twitter porn. Can you also let me know, did you, have, did you not know about Twitter porn before this episode? Especially if you're a straight person, I want to know. Because I, mean, I assume most gay people know. If you're gay and you don't know, ooh, I, I really want to know that as well. Because <laughs> it's a whole new world. Have a great rest of your week, my friends. Happy September. It's almost fall, almost my birthday. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
0: Have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row.